Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 74 of Season 5 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee our way through the 1990 Bruce Willis action flick, Die Hard 2, Die Harder, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again is, uh, wait a second, I forgot who this is. It's uh, something from the Forgotten Film Oh, Todd from the Forgotten Filmcast. Welcome back to the show, Todd. Yes, it's just the films that you're supposed to, they're supposed to be forgotten, not the host. I'm supposed to forget the film? I'm supposed to no, you're, sp- you're supposed to have been forgotten, and now we're remembering them. It's marvelous. That, that sounds like a line from When Harry Met Sally. You know, that this friends <laughs> friends that we've forgotten that we need to remember, but we don't remember that yes. we've forgotten them or something to that effect. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. So minute seventy four begins with es- Esperanza asking for luck, and ends with a shot of an access grid with lights underneath. So yesterday we we ended things with a lot of suspense. The the plane with Esperanza, who we only found out earlier this week knows how to fly, is trying to land on a, a lit runway that they they decided to you know that that is right in front of him to make it much easier for him. And you know he for some reason yesterday called everyone his uh, godfathers. Uh, I haven't figured that one out yet. <laughs> and. Today, he starts things off by saying, wish me luck. And then Stuart's response is really funny because he goes, Roger Falcon. <laughs> yeah, that guy, Roger Falcon again. That's right. There you go. Roger Falcon, Sylvester Stallone, as we mentioned earlier this week. But no, it's just a very strange response, you know, because it's it, it sounds very uh, mechanical or robotic or something like that. You know, when, when someone says to you, wish me luck. You say, good luck. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, how much in, you are in military mode. You know, you're not going to then respond to Roger Falcon. You know, it just doesn't, it doesn't seem to almost flow. like It's almost like the airplane scenes were filmed way after the other scenes were, <laughs> which they were. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. Ah, you're saying that he added in wish me luck? Sure. Is that what you think? I don't know. Stewart doesn't believe in luck, you know. He's he believes in in planning, in you know his plan. That's what he believes in. I don't know. I don't know. So what do you, what do you think? You think that it's going to be in the uh, uh, in the script for him to say, uh, you know, wish me luck, or do you think that was ad lib? Mm, ooh, we're jumping ahead here, but no, I'm not going to give you the I answer now. Say... You're going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait until the end of today's episode to find the answer. But you know, I just want to know. Figured. I figured. I want to keep you and everyone else in suspense. But what do you think? I'll go out. I'll go out on a limb and say that "Wish Me Luck" is not in the script. All right. Well, you you, you there's a fifty percent the pages, but I I didn't read it. I, I I usually I stick to the scene. I did I not. First Rob's of all, read the script. First of all, I did not send you the script. Um, I just sent you that. There were script pages in the file. No, there were there were uh, dialogue scenes. You know, it's it's oh, the okay. subtitles. Oh, okay, okay. That's that's what you get there. Now the the, the script uh, because the script jumps around, it's a little, it's much more difficult to cut it up, and uh, you know put those files there. And, and gotcha. you know, I want to keep something uh, somewhat suspenseful for you. You know, if you read everything yeah, and you, you already gotta, know everything, gotta, then uh, you know what's the point of you even coming on? Rob's got to be the smartest guy in the room. I know. <laughs> ouch! 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 That is not true. 
Um, but since since you and I are about 5,000 miles apart, I think we can probably say that we are both the smartest men in the room since we are both in rooms by ourselves. <laughs> yes. The, the only other things in my in in the room I am in are probably a few spiders because I'm in the basement. So yeah, now I just I just have two computers in front of me. That's all I got. Nothing else here. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, I am the smartest man in the room currently. Yeah, I can I can definitely say that. But oh. if if anyone else comes in here, then I'm at a loss. So yeah. <laughs> so then we 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 get a shot of of uh, Stuart back in, in the, uh, in the church. And did you notice what is behind him? There is something that is counting up as opposed to counting down. We, we noticed this a few months ago. Do you know what I'm talking, you mm. see what I'm talking about there? You can see that there is. Oh, I see it. Okay. I see it. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Right. And it says 91540203040. It's counting up. Now, we saw that I we we when when Jess was on uh this must have been week uh I think she was on week 8. So, we were trying to figure out what this this contraption is doing, but we weren't able to figure it out. At the time, so episode 36, it said 443408. So, According to that, I mean, in 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 the movie time, so 38 minutes have passed since we saw that. Okay, mm-hmm. but if you you know take 44 and you add 38, you do not get 91. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that that that, that doesn't really work. Uh, yeah, we're, I we're missing. That thing back we're missing there. about sure ten minutes as to you know what it is that they're counting up. Uh, because again, normally you in movies you see these these counters counting down. I didn't even think that you could have something that counts up. You know, come on, back to our James Bond discussion from earlier this week. In in every James Bond movie, the counter always counts down. I, yeah, I don't think I've ever yeah. seen a movie that has a counter that counts up. Maybe they're timing themselves they're 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 timing how long the operation takes to happen you mean like in beverly like in beverly Hills cop 2 where they have to you know 30 seconds 60 seconds 90 seconds and now it's yeah and now it's 92 minutes (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, okay all right and and somehow we got 10 minutes uh that that we that we lost along the way They're trying to, they're trying, they're timing themselves to see if they can break their original record from the last time that they took over an abandoned church and then, you know, completely messed up a large airport. Wow. That's a great, you know, they want to, that's great. They want to break their, beat their they want to have uh, the Guinness, Guinness record of, of being able to, you know, uh, take over a, an airport uh, the fastest. Yeah, this is an official timer from the Guinness company and and you know, it reports the findings back to them so that it can publish it in the next edition of that book. Mm. Do they still print that book? I, do they print it or do they make the it? Guinness I don't book of World I'm, I'm, My assumption is is they still well, print they might, it. They probably do print it. I remember I got a copy of that once back when I was in uh grade school. I like won some contest in my class and the prize they gave me was this paperback copy of the Guinness Book of World Records, probably for something like 1981 or something like that. But you still have it? Yeah. 
Is it is it there with your movie posters of Sheena? I or Deep Deep Space Deep, I Deep actually, Star Six. <laughs> Deep Star Six, yeah. I have I have a Deep Star Six poster. I don't have a Sheena poster, but um, I would not be at all surprised if I have that in a box down here somewhere because I have lots of boxes of of old things like that from oh my, my god, childhood, you kept so everything. I would not be surprised. I. See, I kept some things. There's other things I go, why didn't I keep that thing? You know? Well, I that's mean, the way it works with everything. Whenever you I've throw got... something away that you don't don't need, okay, the rule is is that you will need it within a few weeks after that. And you'd be like, damn, I just threw that away yeah. two weeks ago. I've been holding on to it for 20 years and I never needed it. Now I need it. Yeah. But see, like the things that I want are, you know, the stuff that that like long ago ended up in a garage sale, you know, probably because it was like the transition from being a kid to a teenager. And you're like, you're not necessarily thinking that you're going to want these toys someday down the line. Like I remember I used to have, you probably remember this toy. Do you remember there was, um, there's the action figures. They're like Barbie size of the superheroes, mm -hmm. like from um, Mego okay. produced those, you know, Batman, Superman, yeah. et cetera. And there was, there was a van, a Batman van looked like a VW yeah. Yeah, van. Okay. Yeah, black, black VW van. It had this, it had this arm on the top with a net that you could like snag the Joker with and stuff. <laughs> and I had that thing, and I've seen that show up on like you know sites and stuff where people are selling it for big money. And I'm going, I had that thing, you know, and I don't have it anymore. And, and they're selling yours. Mad. So <laughs> some kid found yours. Probably your... it's pr the one. The one I had was probably pretty beat up because <laughs> I played yeah, with I did, my toys, I did too. you know, I couldn't. Leave I did, too. I never understood the whole fact of, you know, leaving leaving stuff in the boxes. I mean, I understand from an adult perspective that they're worth more. But as a kid, the whole point is to play with them. And, you know, that that's Toy Story 2 for you. You know, that's the whole idea there. Yeah. You know, but hey, Stinky Pete kept leaving his box. So, you know, but he got what was coming to him. <laughs> yeah so yeah we have this yeah if i if i had a john mcclain action figure i definitely would not leave him in the box that's so. right and, and well especially if you had a hans gruber when you would be throwing hans gruber off the the 42nd floor of the nakatomi building every chance you got oh man you'd have to boy if they had that back then i would have been i the house I grew up in, the my bedroom was right above the garage. I could open the window and I could walk out onto the gr roof of the garage, which I totally used to do. And if I had a Han Hans Gruber action figure, you better believe I would have thrown him <laughs> off the roof a few times. Hope that's, the, hope that's not another hostage. <laughs> <laughs> so, in other words, you're you're you were a masochist child. I was not a Sid. Let's put it that way. I was not a Sid, but my toys definitely. Okay, got so you wouldn't blow up your toys, but you would still have a lot of, of fun with them. If I blew up my toys, I wouldn't have my right. Toys no, I realize that, but that's anymore, what you know. But you that's know what how hard did, it was to find know? the yeah. But see, I couldn't do that because, like you know, like my Star Wars figures. You know, my grandma went to every store in the Chicago area trying to find me the stinking Jawa. You know, if I blew up the Jawa, <laughs> my parents would kill me. <laughs> okay, that, that, that's fair. I understand that. You know, now for for me, you know, we just mentioned Toy Story. So, so one of the things that I loved about Toy Story is they had, you know, the the army figures. So I used to have the army figures, and I would play with those yep. army figures all the time. Oh, and yeah, the everybody. funniest thing is, do you remember in the movie which 
which army figure gets injured. Oh, it's the um, it's the minesweeper, right? That's right. Yeah. And the minesweeper is always the one who would always fall down because the um, the arch right. of his feet yeah. was never was never done right. Yeah. So he would always tumble over. And the um, and, and and the uh, the mine detector thing, you know, the metal detector thing he's holding would break. Would always too. break off. Yeah, always break. Yeah, off. of course. Yeah. Of course. Now I used to I used to give all my 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 characters names and I would I would you know place them all over the place you know in in you know like sniper positions on on the uh, you know on the shelves and stuff like that and then you know slowly kill them all you know stuff like that it was a lot of fun. Oh, I love that level of accuracy <laughs> that they did with those in that movie and like another one that comes to mind. I'm getting way off subject here, but you know the uh, in the Lego movie uh, the spaceman. The, the bottom edge of the space helmet is cracked. And, that, cracked. and that happened on those all the time, too. And you had the Lego spacemen. I, I definitely yes. had a few of those sets, and all their space helmets cracked in that same spot. That's right. Because they think, the, I guess the plastic was just too thin in that spot. Yep. Right. Okay, so let, let's get back to Die Hard. <laughs> what? Die Hard? <laughs> yeah, what, what, what movie is that? Die Hard 2? I've never heard of it before. And you know, then then we uh, we we see Stuart pick up a gun. Now, do you notice that that in the background where we have the this this timer counting up? So you see, like on the side of I guess a pew or something like that, you see the the strap of a gun. Yes. And you see like like a uh, uh, web gear and stuff like that. And he just walks over, picks up the gun, and the gun has red tape on it. We'll we'll talk much later in this movie about the red tape. I feel you know, like this, this movie is filled with a lot of red tape. <laughs> I feel like this shot is staged in a way to really you know draw your eye to the red tape for sure. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> he holds it up and it's just like, hey, look at this red tape. That's right. And anyone who's who's ever used the gun knows that you do not put your finger in the trigger guard like he does right there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is an experienced soldier. He would not do that. <laughs> it doesn't matter if your gun is on safety or not. You don't pick up a gun automatically with your finger in the trigger guard. Mm -hmm. uh, like that. Especially when you're around your own men. And and then he, he responds to Esperanza and says, we copy, we'll have you in five minutes. So first of all, that's really quick. You know, that they're going to be able to get well, well, next week, we'll talk about them getting actually to, you know, the runways. But but still to say that we're going to be there within five minutes, you know, uh, you know, how do how are they going to get over the fence? Yeah, <laughs> well, and it's snowy out there. I mean, it's <laughs> I, I mean, I've driven That's in right. snow like this plenty of times. And, uh, you know, unless you're an idiot, <laughs> you don't you don't put the pedal to the metal. So that's right. That's right. For those five minutes. And, you know, as this happens and we, we see a shot of John, you know, running down the corridor, corridor and he goes, that's right. We'll have you in five minutes. You know, John, John's a little overconfident here. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, uh, and at this point, uh, all of Stewart's men start uh, packing up their gear, getting ready to go. Uh, we see Burke rolling up the map, which Made me wonder why he's rolling it up. 
You know, they had nothing better to do for John Leguizamo and said, all right, just roll up that map again that you just unfolded a few minutes ago to, you know, or a minute ago to show us, you know, where we're supposed to, where the plane is going to be coming in from. If he doesn't roll off the map, someone might spill coffee on it or who knows what they might do. You know, you might need that map in a few minutes. Do you roll your maps or do you fold your maps? Well, I don't have any maps that uh, would, you know, that are not on your cell phone. (laughs) Yeah, well, I used to have I, I was the kind of person who even once we started to have the technology, my father just trained it in me that you buy an atlas every couple of years, a road atlas, you know? So I was the guy that- Now you just flip the pages. The, yeah, I always had the big US roadmap, you know, road atlas in my car at all times because you never knew when you might need it. And That's uh, right. I, I was, kind of stopped I was, that a few years ago, but I did have it much longer than, uh, than what I probably needed to. Yeah, I, I was like that also. I did that also. I used to I used to actually love map reading. I think in fifth grade, I got like a special award for ex, expert map reading. You know, I don't know what as a fifth grader I was really reading on maps, but but still, you know, but but I, I, I remember that, that for me, I always loved maps, you know, uh, drawing yeah. them and looking at them. That was one of the reasons I liked uh, D&D and stuff like that. I would draw all these like maps oh, yeah. of different yeah. areas and stuff like that. I don't claim to be good at reading them necessarily. Like, you know, I usually leave it to my wife to navigate and such, but I am fascinated with, with looking at them. I am one of those people that goes onto Google maps and just pulls up a location and starts scrolling around and, you know, looking at where this road goes and where this goes. And then I go to street level and look, you know, look at what it looks like and, you know, look, Oh, what's the date on that? Oh, that these images were captured back in 2014. I bet it looks different now, you know, and things like that. So uh, yeah, I find that fascinating. That's really cool. So you were a uh, map, a a fishier, fishier. (laughs) No, (laughs) I just, I have a time waster. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you, you don't have fun with flags or fun with maps, you know? <laughs> no, there's there's <laughs> no Dr. Todd Liebenau presents fun with flags. No, I don't do that. <laughs> fun with maps, fun with maps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we, we I, get... A... I, I, am, I am like about 10 episodes away from finishing Big Bang Theory, finally. So oh, really? I, wow. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I don't watch TV when it's first on, like at all, because I'm always watching movies. But when I signed up for HBO Max, which is now just Max, uh, Big Bang Theory is on there. And so I was like, oh, I've always heard this would be a, a show I would probably watch. And I've been watching it through and it's taken me just about a year and a half. But I am very close to the end of Big Bang Theory. Did you have you been enjoying it? I, I do. I I. I I think it's great. Yeah. Okay. So spoiler, everyone dies in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sheldon wakes up and it was all a dream and uh, uh yeah. <laughs> and he's looking at a snow globe of Saint Eligius. You know. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. And then the the shot changes and we're we're in the control tower and we see Trudeau just uh thinking and Barnes has binoculars, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. And then huge the shot... binoculars. Huge, Gigantic huge, huge, binoculars. Yeah. Well, come on, you're, you're in the control tower. You need to be able to see what's going on in the snow, on the ground, you know, on all the runways. So why not? <laughs> and why is it so foggy behind them? That's what I want to know. I mean, 
it's not like the bad weather's in the control tower. Because they don't so have why any real snow. <laughs> <laughs> no real snow, so therefore every every place will be foggy. You know. Maybe I, I had it, wondered uh, when I was ah, you're saying because of the lights. You're saying it's it's because yeah. you know, yeah, the lights. They have the bat lights yeah, the behind li them. Yeah, you've got you know a couple of figures that are silhouetted back there, yeah. and it just you know it looks it looks foggy in the background there. So I had actually wondered because again, I know I keep repeating myself, but it had been a long time since I had seen this movie, and I couldn't remember what the control tower looked like from the exterior, um, and knowing that they had filmed parts of this at the old Denver Airport, Stapleton Airport, I wondered if they used the exterior of the Denver control tower. And they, I, I can tell they clearly did not because uh -huh. um, that's one of the few parts of the old airport, which is still standing. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. That makes sense. Been, yeah. It's been turned into a, a restaurant complex. <laughs> oh, so, wow. Uh, okay. Then, then we see John running down the, the stair, uh, running down the corridor, uh, continuing to run down. And, and then we, we see the plane, and, and first of all, there's tons of steam. You know, they have like, they yeah. must have like the, these guys standing on the side shooting steam out at, uh, you know, Bruce Willis as he's running down, you know, the the, the corridor there. You know, steam here, steam there, yeah, part steam of me everywhere. That says there must be something wrong in this corridor. There shouldn't be that much steam. That's right. <laughs> you don't need You've to let off so much steam. Folks. <laughs> Marvin is slacking off here. Come on, Marvin. <laughs> And then we see a shot of the plane beginning to land, and then John reaches a uh, uh, a ladder, and then he looks up, and then we hear Stuart saying, "I see your lights, ETA, ninety seconds." You know, makes me wonder where Stuart is that he says that that he sees the lights. You know, because you know, as we know, this is less than a minute. You know, this is this is thirty seconds after he said, "We'll we'll have you in five minutes," and now he's saying ETA thirty seconds. So he somehow truncated. You know, uh, was it three and a half minutes in 30 seconds? The special diehard space time continuum. Fast driver, I guess. Yep. Yeah, I guess so. Um, now, did you notice that when John gets to the bottom of the ladder, there's like a lot of water that, that's yes. on the ground there? And then the shot changes and it looks like he's just standing in a little puddle. You know, there's. Yeah. Well, on the. The water threw me a little bit at first because I was like, why is there water? But then I thought, well, it's snowing. It's snowing through the grate. That's right. It's coming down there and it's melting. So I, I get it. Right. My, my, I understand my concern is, is the amount of water, not necessarily the fact that there is water. <laughs> you know, you'd think that there would be some sort of drainage system yeah. there that would work yeah. really well. You know, and, and uh, as well. As we as we've already said, Marvin is is slacking when it comes to the steam. Well, he must be slacking when it comes to the water too. Apparently, apparently. And then John uh, takes out his gun, uh, pulls out the clip, checks that he has bullets in it, and then puts puts it back in. And uh, then he cocks his gun, which uh, again is a little strange that he would do this, but okay. <laughs> It's to show us shoot the play. It's to show That's the play. No, it's to show us that he has bullets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then uh, we we see Esperanza in the cockpit, and and then John says, uh, "Come to Papa, scumbag." <laughs> <laughs> you 
that I, I guess that that tagline didn't work as well as the the previous one. No, <laughs> I was that's what I was just thinking. I was like, okay, yeah, come to Papa Scumbag didn't really catch on. No, no, not at all. And then we see Esperanza on approach with as the plane begins to 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 lower, get lower down, and then we see the shots of the access grid from outside with light coming out, but at the same time there's also steam. Which doesn't really make much sense, but okay. You know, why not? <laughs> I'm telling you, Marvin, come on. <laughs> Get on that steam problem. That's right. And that's all we have for this minute. You have anything else for, for, for this minute? No, I think you got it. All right. So the script is very descriptive. So I'm just going to read through it because it's great here. So then it says, Stuart's voice. We copy, Falcon. We'll have you in five minutes. And McQueen says to him, not if I can help it at all. <laughs> He turns and begins to run down the tunnel. In the church, Stuart tosses the command mic to one of his men, throws a weapon of his shoulder, and leads Garber, Thompson, and Khan in a rush out the rear door. Then we jump to the control tower. Reactions as the previous lit runway goes dark and a different one lights up. But didn't we have that already? Even in the script, they had this, the, uh-huh. you know, it changed. And then it says, interior of Esperanza's plane. Wincing against the blowing snow and wind, the general expertly trims his descent. He reaches for a co-pilot's control and sweeps the dead man to the floor, bites down on, on his cigar. The plane begins to vibrate, but he hums to himself. He's the scum of the earth, but one hell of a pilot. McLean, breathless, reaches the ladder. <laughs> the grid above him is bigger than a doorway, made of heavy industrial steel. Radio voice. I see the lights. Wheels down. Five seconds ETA. McLean checks his pistol clip with a snap. Come to Papa, you son of a bitch. And he flies up the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. That's a, an interesting way to, to describe it all. I, I love the, 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 the idea that it says he's the scum of the earth, but one hell of a pilot. <laughs> he's on the scum thing in this scene. Apparently, he's the scum of the earth, and he's a scumbag. Well, in the in the script, he doesn't use the word scumbag, so because he says "come to Papa, oh, he's right. son of a bitch." Yeah. So, yep. All right. So uh, every Thursday we have a segment called Aviation Thursday, where my guests will give their top five movies about uh, airplanes, airports, something that's related to aviation. So what have you got for us, Todd? Start with your number five okay. and work your way up. So number five, I went with United 93. Ooh, I love that movie. Is, uh, it's a great movie. It's, I mean, it's difficult to watch. It's very it's difficult movie. to watch, but I've seen um, it so many times because it's just so, yep. it amazes me so much. Yeah. Uh, number four, I went with one that I actually covered on my podcast years ago. Uh, could be considered a forgotten film for sure. And that is Zero Hour. Ooh. I, um, I had a feeling that that's what you were going to say when you started saying that. I have I actually saw that this year yeah. also. You know, it made me appreciate Airplane even more. Yes, yes. Um, number three, Con Air. Uh, I, I mean, we have a number of friends that would probably kill me if I didn't say Con Air, but Con Air is just loads of fun. So I had to include Con Air. Shout out, shout out um, to, Jay, to nope. Jay and Mark of the uh, Con Air pod. Absolutely. Number two, I cheated, but I, I did this by the same way, you know, when we did top Bruce Willis films and I was only allowed to say one Bruce Willis film, but to me, it kind of encompassed the role of John McClane in general. 
Well, that's what I'm doing with num- my number two, um, and that is the airport franchise. No, no franchises. Uh, which, pick one. Pick one. Oh, then I'll I'll go with the first okay. one just because it's the best one and it's with the best picture nominee and stuff. But the other ones are lots of fun too. Not 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 seventy nine. George Kennedy is the John McClane series. Seventy nine is terrible. It is terrible, but it's fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then my number one, uh, you already mentioned it. It's the the remake of Zero Hour, but as a comedy, and that is Airplane! Exclamation yes. point. All right, great. Thank you very much for that, Todd. So, Todd, do you want to uh, once again tell people where they can find uh, the Forgotten Filmcast? So, yeah, the podcast is the Forgotten Filmcast. You can find that all the places you find your podcasts. The blog is Forgotten Films. It's at ForgottenFilmcast.wordpress.com. And my Twitter is at Forgotten Films, films with a Z. All right. And finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. And you can find me on my website, MovieRobMinute.com. So, Todd, do you feel like coming back in tomorrow to finish off the week with us and, and see what happens with John climbing up this ladder? Yes. We'll do it one more time. All right. Excellent. So, until tomorrow, yippee ki Come to Papa, scumbag. Oh. No, sorry. Yippee-ki-yay. Yeah, it doesn't work as well. doesn't work as well. No, sorry. doesn't roll off the tug. If you're fond of sand dunes and salty air, quaint little villages here and